You're listening to the Workforce Wise podcast from Equifax, where we help you better manage your workforce by saving time, reducing risk, and focusing on increasing profits. Hello, and welcome to the Workforce Wise podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fry. Today, we're going to talk about I-9 retention policies, and specifically a purging process for Form I-9 using the continuous scan functionality inside the Equifax I-9 management system. It's specifically designed to make it easy for employers to understand and know the purging guidelines for Form I-9 and follow them seamlessly. Today, I'm joined by Brian Elfrink. He's a director of product management at Workforce Solutions and is responsible for all things Form I-9 for our clients, and making sure that we are putting solutions in the marketplace for Form I-9 that solve problems for our clients on a daily basis. Welcome, Brian. Thanks, Jason. Happy to be here. Brian, let's get started with what retention for Form I-9 even means. Can you walk the listeners through what we mean when we talk about retention for Form I-9 and specifically what we mean when we talk about purging? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. So uh, it's important to start with the fact that employers have to have a completed Form I-9 employment eligibility verification on file for each person on their payroll, uh, right? So every active employee who's receiving remuneration from the employer has to have a Form I-9 on file. And then the retention requirements come into play once the employee leaves the organization. So they're a, no longer an active employee and the employer has requirements um, that pertain to the Form I-9 regulation that dictate that they should no longer um, maintain that record after a period of time. And so this is where the kind of fun part of the retention requirements for Form I-9 come into play and in that there's a little bit of a mathematical equation involved in the calculation to determine how long the employer should maintain a copy or record of that Form I-9 for that former employee. So those retention requirements and the calculation is kind of straightforward, but it's also a little bit confusing. So um, basically what's required of the employer is they need to calculate based on the individual's employment when it terminated. The employer has to determine how long after termination the Form I-9 has to be retained. And that's going to be either three years after their initial date of hire or one year after the date employment is terminated, whichever is later. So there is a bit of a calculation that the employer has to perform in order to get to that uh, decisive date for when they can purge that particular record. And that calculation has to be done for each employee. And another thing that can make it even more difficult is if you've got employees who come and go and come and go and come and go. Because if they're inside that retention timeline, they can still use the Form I-9 that they'd originally done, if it's still a good and valid form, and it hasn't had to have been re-verified or expired for some reason, but that can extend the life of that Form I-9 out additional periods based on subsequent employment of the same employee by that employer. So there are several things that are we consider moving parts when we're talking about retention, and especially when we're talking about purging. And there's a lot of reasons that we spend a lot of time talking to our clients and honestly building fail-safes into the system for purging specifically. Purging isn't something that's required by any of the statutes. 
The only thing that you're required to do is retain the form. And that math problem that Brian was talking about is the maximum amount of time or the minimum amount of time that you have to retain the form. So nowhere in the statute does it say you have to purge the form, but purging that form is a best practice. And there's a reason that purging that form is the best practice. And it's because old forms that you aren't required to keep can do absolutely nothing but cause problem for your organization. And Brian, I know we've seen time and time again where we'll talk to employers who have cabinets full of I-9s that they're just holding on to because they don't have a good way to enforce those purging rules. So let's talk for a minute about some of the things that can happen if you're holding on to those form I-9s. And while we say it's the best practice to get rid of the ones that you can get rid of, because again, the only thing keeping an old I-9 can do is cause problems for your organization. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Jason. I mean, it's truly nothing but trouble to have those historic I-9s still on file that have actually met those retention requirements and should have been disposed of. And ultimately, having those old I-9s can actually lead to a potential increased uh, liability from a fine perspective if that employer were to be exposed to an audit by the federal government. So there's really no rational reason why an employer should maintain those copies of those documents when those, once those retirement retention requirements have been met. Um, it really reduces their potential liability by maintaining um, accurate control over those historic populations. Right, and again, as we move into an unprecedented time of enforcement of Form I-9, it becomes even more important to pay attention to those retention rules and also to the purging guidelines. Because in the past, you may have been able to talk to the ICE agent and say, hey, we've got all these I-9s that we really should have not kept or we could have purged them is there any way you know we can make sure that they're not subject to the audit in the past we've seen auditors go both ways they've said yeah of course we'll go ahead and pull those down some auditors have said nope we're going to go ahead and include those in the scope of the audit since you've handed them over to me and like brian like you mentioned they can increase the fines based off of the total amount the liability inside those forms another thing that employers don't always pay attention to is ICE is not your only issue when you're talking about problems that can be caused by keeping I-9s that you could have let go of. Again, Department of Labor and Department of Justice also have enforcement ability for Form I-9 and jurisdiction over certain parts of the code that created the Form I-9. So even if the ICE auditor is super kind that day and is a nice fellow and just says, no, we're not gonna look at those, we'll discard those, that doesn't mean that the Department of Justice isn't going to review those to look for patterns and practices that point to discrimination in your hiring practices, which can cause all kinds of additional issues. So it's important that employers understand it's not just ICE that you're worried about. You're still worried about Department of Labor and you're still worried about Department of Justice because again, they've got jurisdiction and they are not nearly as kind as ICE may be in the previous world and nowhere near is ICE as kind as they had been in the previous world. So it really is a minefield for employers, and we really do recommend that they dispose of any Form I-9s they can get rid of. Brian, let's talk for a minute about 
why it's risky to keep those previous forms on on and some of the errors that we commonly see when employers send those what are probably in paper old copies of form i9s to ICE agents. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect topic to talk about, Jason, because this really extends into overall best practices for historic form i9 maintenance. So we talk about you know, the employers really need to audit those documents for accuracy. And the problem that they encounter typically with those documents that should have or could have already met those retention requirements even if they're auditing that population, it's going to be very problematic for them to be able to do anything about any errors that they find on those documents that should have, that have already met those retention requirements because the employee is no longer there, right? So try to track that down and make corrections to a form for a previous employee whose form should have been purged from your records. It's extremely problematic. And historically, what we've seen um, is roughly 60 to 70% of paper I-9s have at least one error associated with the completion of that form. And so the more that you maintain for those historic records, the more probability there is that in that population of documents, there's going to be errors that can be subject to penalties if you were to be audited. So it really behooves the employers to have a protocol or best practice in place that extends the audit of those historic documents to the document purge based on retention requirements. Right, and again, I think that it's key to understand when we talk about purge, what we mean when we talk about purging the INON itself. It's important for employers to understand it's not just the form that needs to be purged. So if you are in paper, you need to be sure to purge the form and then the documents that support the form as well. Because again, we wanna make sure that we re reduce as much risk as possible and keeping those supporting documents in either additional files or a separate file can cause more risk for employers. So it's important for employers when they're thinking about how to purge documents, that they understand they should purge everything that's inside that I-9. Another best practice for if you're in paper is to keep that I-9 separate from the rest of the personnel file. And the reason that we suggest that is because it's far less likely that an employee who is going through and trying to find I-9s to purge or get rid of safely will pick up the entire file and get rid of it in a world where you may not have wanted them to do that. So it's important to keep the I-9 separate from the rest of the personnel file so you can maintain that personnel file and still follow the guidelines for purging the I-9. And like I said, it's very important to make sure that all of the I-9s that are subject or you have the ability to purge, you purge, and you purge every piece of documentation that came along with the I-9. Another thing to remember is if you're using an electronic system, that you not just purge the image of the I-9, but also the audit record associated with the I-9. And that's a key thing that we do inside our I-9 management system for our clients. We're purging not just the image of the I-9 itself, but also the audit record that goes along with that image to make sure that there's no record of that I-9 left on file. Because again, if there's a record of the I-9 left on file, you're still opening yourself up to potential risk from all the different branches of the federal government that have jurisdiction over enforcement of Form I-9.
To get even more out of today's episode, make sure you get your free tools like webinars, ebooks, videos, and more at equifax.com wise. Brian, another thing that we also pay attention to when we're looking at purging Form I-9s is, or Forms I-9, is that we also allow flexibility for employers. There are going to be circumstances, there are going to be instances where an employer would want to keep or maintain that Form I-9. So if they have got an employee that is subject to a litigation hold, or that they need to retain records for some type of employment action or adverse employment action, we've got safeguards inside the system that will allow them to pick and choose individual records so they can maintain those forms I-9 just in case they need them at a later time. But again, it's rare and only in certain circumstances where we would suggest that an employer keep those forms I-9. But that functionality is inside our system and also for employers not currently using an electronic system, it's important to know that there are instances where your legal department may ask you to retain copies of Forms I-9 that may be subject to further or ongoing litigation, and it's okay to do so, so long as you're only keeping those records that are subject to the litigation and only the records that you need or that your legal department is requesting you to keep on hand for ongoing litigation. Brian, how do we suggest that employers keep up with the never-ending and ongoing cycle of purging documents in a world where employees come and go every day? So somebody is hitting that three years, somebody is hitting that one year, whichever is later, every day. How often do we suggest employers look over those documents and say, hey, it's time to pull those? Yeah, and, and that's perfect because, you know, I would hope that or think that there are several folks listening to this discussion and their eyes are kind of popping wide open, right? And they may not have completely understood the requirements of a full programmatic solution for managing their Forms I-9. And I think this is an opportunity to really talk about the advantages of an electronic solution like I-9 management from Equifax because it provides comprehensive repository of all of your I-9s in a single place for one. Uh, it also provides the ability to add some automation uh, that you were just alluding to, right? So uh, giving the employer the ability to determine what their best practices are from a retention re requirements policy perspective, but also uniquely offered through <clears throat> Equifax I-9 management is the ability to combine the power of I-9 management with the work number service. So the work number offered by Equifax Workforce Solutions grants the employer the ability to contribute active payroll uh, to the organization. And then we can combine that active payroll with the I-9 management solution to provide quite a bit of automation in terms of Form I-9 document management. And there is multiple assets associated with the contribution of the work number and bundling that with I-9 management one of which is perfect for this conversation in that we can consume the termination dates for employees through the work number payroll feed, apply that to the I-9 records and I-9 management, and then automatically calculate those retention requirements for that particular record. And then once that retention requirement has been met, our application will automatically purge the Form I-9 and the associated documentation with that form, including the audit trail, 
from the employer's database record of their Form I-9. So there's multiple benefits that Equifax I-9 management can offer to employers to create some efficiency and automation in the compliance aspect of Form I-9 regulation. Right, and in that continuous scan functionality that is in play with that work number powering all the reporting for I-9 management is something that our clients find invaluable because again, then they don't have to make decisions. They don't have to look at, they don't have to think about. The system takes care of making sure that the record, that the rules are applied, applied correctly, and that anything that is able to be purged is purged from the system. So that continuous scan functionality is truly key to one of the true values that we're able to bring to our employer clients. The work number also powers all of the I-9 reporting. So inside our suite of I-9 management, the work number really serves as that power for the reporting feature functionality. So any of the reports for missing or late I-9s are all driven off of that same reporting structure. In addition to any of the re-verification work that an employer may need to do for ongoing employees whose work authorization is either getting ready to or has already expired. And I'd point listeners to the podcast on re-verification specifically for more information about the re-verification process and some of the things that we like to point out for re-verification specifically that they really do need to be mindful of as they are looking for feature functionality inside an I-9 management system. Another thing to understand is it is incumbent on the employer to do a deep dive in the technology that they're using because it is ultimately the responsibility of the employer for Form I-9 compliance and the Department of Justice, ICE, Department of Labor is going to look to the employer as the person responsible for that Form I-9. So it's important that employers take seriously the type of software that they're considering when they're looking for a vendor to outsource I-9 management to. So one of the things that we like to tell employers is take it seriously, ask the questions, ask the questions over again and make sure you understand the answers. And another thing to think about when we're thinking about what to ask is ask about that payroll load. We see lots and lots of clients who only do purging once a year. And that can really cause problems because like Brian explained earlier, that three year, one year rule is happening every day especially for employers who have a good number of employers or a good number of new hires or a good number of termed employees, that's coming up every day. So if you're only looking at it once a year or you're only looking at it quarterly when you either audit it yourself or load a payroll file into the service, you're really doing yourself a disservice for a lot of reasons. One, you're creating risk. And two, you're creating a lot of work time for your HR employees because one of the things that we like to make sure employers understand is by purging these documents, you're no longer looking at them. So if you are served with a notice of inspection, then you don't have to go back and try to look at all those documents within three days to say, oh, does this one go? Does that one go? Should this one have been purged? Because that can take an inordinate amount of time on an HR staff to try to do that work last minute. So we really do recommend asking those questions and looking out for those types of feature functionality when you are looking at a vendor to outsource I-9 management to.
Brian, when we think about forma non-purging, are there any other best practices that we usually talk to clients about or that we'd like to suggest clients be mindful of? Yeah, and I think you actually emphasize quite a, a bit of the most pertinent points, Jason, and I'll just re-emphasize the importance of the continuous evaluation through the continuous scan of providing payroll actively and how important that is, right? Because you're absolutely correct. The retention requirements happen every single day because you've got potentially a workforce of, you know, even 10 to 50 to 100, 500, 5,000, 10,000, that amount of work that is put on the HR staff responsible for I-9 programmatic compliance can be quite inordinate. And in order for you to maintain the right level of compliance, why not take advantage of automation that's available? And specifically taking advantage of automation that is driven by a unique asset that Equifax offers our employer customers that you're not gonna find anywhere else in the marketplace. The I-9 and work number combination and the information shared through the database exchange of the payroll file provided to the work number just has an infinite number of values that can be added to any employer's ongoing management of their forms I-9. I think you're absolutely right, Brian. Well, we're out of time today. I'd like to thank Brian for joining me on today as the co-host of the Workforce Wise podcast. And we hope that the listeners are able to walk away with some additional valuable information and some best practices that they can put into use at their individual organizations. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the Workforce Wise podcast. And don't forget to download your free tools at equifax.com slash wise. While you're there, check out our other episodes and sign up for our live tech demo to see our solutions in action. And to keep our lawyers happy, you should know the information provided on the Workforce Wise podcast is intended as general guidance and not intended to convey specific tax or legal advice. For tax or legal information pertaining to your company and its specific facts and needs, please consult your own tax advisor or legal counsel. The views expressed are those of the discussion leaders and do not necessarily reflect official positions of Equifax. Investor analysts should direct inquiries using the Contact Us box on the Investor Relations section at Equifax.com.